Today's episode is brought to you by McLean Middleton, providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. Hi, everybody. This is Amanda Andrews, uh, Managing Editor for New Hampshire Business Review, coming at you with this week's episode of Down to Business. And we have, of course, Mike Cody, our editor of New Hampshire Business Review. Hi, Mike. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> Today, we have a special guest. We have the founder and CEO of Terracia. We have Eric on um, from Summersworth, New Hampshire. So welcome, Eric. Hey, Amanda. Thank you for having me on. So I know we were like chomping at the bit to get started. So um, Terracia, for those who don't know, is a New Hampshire-based outdoor apparel brand for, you know, all your ski snow outdoors products. So I kind of want to hear your take on the brand and sort of what your career journey has been leading up to that moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's quite a lot to unpack, so I can definitely <laughs> kind of start from the foundations. Um, sure. So I, I'm from Hawaii. So, you know, one of those things where, A, there's no snow or much, too much change in weather besides, you know, hurricanes and strong winds. Uh, moved to the West Coast for school and then actually came to Boston uh, in 2010 for grad school. So I actually did my, uh, my business degree there at Northeastern. And, you know, I got hit 10 feet of snow that year. So it was kind of a fun time going from no snow to like all that. Um, Put you, you right know, in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was great. And I have a car, which is also nice. So I have to walk everywhere. Um, I did an internship at State Street, which is a bank down there in Boston. And, you know, um, one observation was, you know, I had a couple jackets here and there, but my best jacket was kind of this um, snowboarding jacket, actually, that I wore pretty much every day because um, every single day was windy and cold and snowy, and this kind of fit all the bills. But the only problem was it was baby blue and it had like a lavender, kind of like purplish, dark thing inside. So it kind of looked cool. So, uh, you know, it's like it, it fit the bill for a technical function, but it didn't fit the bill for like looks and style and, you know, like comfort in some ways. So that was kind of my first thought. Um, before this was even a thing, uh, I was just like, well, I like wearing these kind of technical garments, but, you know, like the ones that work seemed to not really fit what I was looking for, um, for like, you know, a piece of clothing. Um, and, you know, uh, Terracy as an idea kind of started um, after my my schooling, um, you know, around like 2015, 2016 or so. Uh, just mostly an idea, it just kind of like where I was like, hey, why don't I just kind of try and get started business? And, you know, one of those things where I did my research, looked at the costing, you know, ha had a business plan. It seemed to make sense until it didn't. And then, you know, we kind of pivoted and kind of made some changes here and there. So uh, and at first, we kind of actually did a Kickstarter back in 2016 uh, into 2017 uh, to kind of get our initial round of funding. Um, transparently, it was, you know, it's just enough to make the stuff, nothing mm. to really do anything else. And, you know, this kind of business is quite hard to break into, just cost capital is high, you also have to know people and distribution, sales, mm -hmm. marketing, all that stuff. So we had a couple of ingredients, but not all of it. And then, you know, it kind of went in just kind of, you know, a little bit foolishly, I'd say, got some advice saying, you know, you're not ready for this and, you know, you should kind of wait. And I'm like, you know what, I think we have enough pieces here to kind of get started. So went ahead and tried. Um, you know, I would just say we, we've been doing pretty, we're okay. And, you know, it's really um, only the last couple of years, we've started to really hit our stride as a business and hit some really big, you know, markets for brand growth and recognition. Um, our products also been refined now for almost like, I think, three generations. So it's been really from gen one to, you know, three mm -hmm. of kind of refining and improving our products year after year. 
listen to customer feedback, listen to retailers that we sell into, what what their thoughts are, and just kind of really uh, focusing on that. Um, we also kind of really started with our initial line, just focused around kind of uh, ski and snow. And that's kind of something that, you know, was a passion of mine. I, I'm personally a snowboarder. So, you know, I kind of wore my products on the slope, but also just like every day, you know, just going to the grocery store and wear my, you know, uh, the Helicon jacket or the, the predecessor for that every single day. Um, so it was just like a great, you know, opportunity to kind of really showcase um, kind of like a new way of thinking about outerwear. And I approach things from like a comfort, you know, style perspective that's a little bit different. So, um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there for mountain brands, but my thought was because we're based out in New Hampshire and sort of like really um, living here in the elements here, it's, it would make sense to make clothing that kind of addresses the outdoors. And, you know, in New Hampshire, it's all seasons. It's like rain, sun, wind, snow, mm-hmm. everything in between, freezing rain, <laughs> snow, yep. that kind of <laughs> freezing rain. That's kind of a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's most of the most of the time of the year too that you need apparel such as that. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as a business, you know, just to kind of um summarize, we were kind of shifting to this mentality of all season readiness. And that's kind of our big rallying cry behind the garments we make, how we design and think about testing, how we kind of choose and select materials, fabrics, insulation, all that stuff that makes sense um for this kind of like um uh, climate landscape that we live here in, in New Hampshire. So originally so it was looking, awesome. Go ahead. Sorry, Mike. So you're looking for four seasons. You're looking for to, to create the kind of brand where people won't hang it up for the season and in, in March or April and, and not come back to it till December. That's a big part. And, you know, for me too, like, you know, I'm also pretty thrifty as a person. So I'm like, when I buy a ski jacket, I don't want to wear it just when I'm skiing. That's like the technical function exists way beyond that. So the tenants of being waterproof, windproof, you know, having the ability to kind of repel, um, you know, elemental conditions that exists, you know, instead of just wearing it for, you know, the good 10 to 12 days, if you're lucky, and for most people going out there, um, you can wear it for 90 days, which is kind of when it's cold and windy and sort of like that's the whole lifespan of the use case per year of your product. So we're kind of shifting towards choosing different materials that make more sense for this. Um, a little bit more lightweight, a little bit more versatile with kind of the selections of what we um, what we put into our jackets and our, our pants. So when I think of the competing brands in that space. Would you say that you're you're targeting people who might buy Spider or Carbon or North Face? You know, truthfully, we attract almost everyone. It's kind of weird. It's like, you know, I, I've had people that would only buy, you know, spider carbon to have switched to wearing Terracy. I've had people that would wear, you know, 686 or other brands that are traditionally core snowboarding or core ski that have liked our stuff. I have people that don't ski at all that have like our stuff too, because there's a lot of elements of like, you know, our Magnus Vinda jackets are essentially good for everything you know it's water resistant insulated lightweight can travel with it can pack it it's like something where it's like there's a lot of products that in our collection that almost makes sense for everyone in all almost all walks of life i'd say which is kind of cool and you mentioned the cat the jacket that you were wearing walking around boston was functional but then maybe not the right fashion or colors and uh, i know i have that works great but it's very loud it's like it's almost like yellow gold and I would never wear it elsewhere. Yeah. So- and, you know, nothing against that. It's just, you know, for me personally, I needed the utility and function mm-hmm. of that kind of jacket without the other purpose of it being made essentially. So I want to kind of choose, if I were to make my own, which we ended up doing is this, you know, choosing materials that were kind of quiet and kind of wearable. So, you know, like instead of the loud crinkly noise you make, 
with like, you know, either cheaper fabrics or, you know, heavy Cortex. It's like, it's not really for me, something that I would look for. So it's more about comfort, fit, versatility, and, you know, in some ways it looks like you're just looking different enough to kind of stand out without kind of really being ostentatious about it. Right. right. Um, and you, before we hopped on here, you were talking about your new fall 2023 line and sort of the new tech that you have built into your product. So I was wondering if you can give us a little preview of what to expect coming up. Yeah, well, we're actually debuting our 24 line. So like in apparel in this garments industry, we we kind of work a year ahead. So right now we actually are selling in for the 23 stuff that we have in our warehouse, but we're preparing for 24 um, and kind of, you know, um, we do sell both to retailers right now, which is kind of on a wholesale model, but we're also trying to build up a presence for ourselves on our website too. So it's kind of a two-pronged approach while we kind of continue to navigate our existing uh, sales um, but for next year, we do have some really cool stuff. Um, can't tease a ton right now, but mm -hmm. I will say we're a making a product or two products that no one's ever seen, which is kind of cool. So like stuff that honestly, I don't think exists on the market at this moment and be kind of um, using some new tech. Um, we have gotten a lot of cool stuff with magnets and that's always been sort of like a thing where we're trying to kind of find um easy use. So I will just say we have a new kind of magnet technology that's a little bit groundbreaking. I wouldn't say it's 100% new, but it's something that we're quite excited about. And I think it's going to help us stand out pretty much amongst all our existing competitors. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. McLean Middleton is one of New England's premier full-service law firms, with headquarters in Manchester, New Hampshire, and offices in Concord and Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and Woburn in Boston, Massachusetts. McLean Middleton has over 100 attorneys in five locations and has been providing trusted legal services to businesses throughout the region for over 100 years. A full-service law firm with practice areas in corporate, tax, employment, litigation, trusts and estates, energy and environment, intellectual property and privacy, and data security, to name just a few. McLean Middleton's commitment to their clients, community, and colleagues has helped them to establish and maintain long-standing relationships as trusted advisors. Whether you are starting your business, growing your business, or preparing to sell your business, McLean Middleton has the experience to guide you through the complexities of the legal system. For a complete listing of their practice areas, attorneys, and locations, visit www.mclane.com. Eric, tell us about being, you know, you're based in Summersworth, but you're pretty much a global company. You're working with Works and Fort Collins, and then, you know, tell us about that aspect of it and where your products are manufactured and, and how you navigate all that. Yeah, so Works have been a fantastic partner for us. Um, they really are sort of our design arm um, for most of our products. I work with Mike Fisher, who is a very talented designer. Um, he kind of really, we kind of do uh, table sessions to kind of talk about the products that make sense for the brand, where we're headed towards. Uh, he's in loop about things like our brand direction and our marketing efforts, things like that. So um, they handle sort of all that. Um, and I also work with a really great person named Michaela who handles um, some of our factory facing relations too. So, you know, our, most of our vendors are in Asia. Uh, we do work with one factory in particular in uh, Vietnam that's actually quite prominent. They do some really good work for other big brands. So um, I would say we put out a really high quality product out there on the market that's comparable to almost anyone else. And tell me a little bit about, tell us about how 
the learning curve for you know uh, navigating this as you as you work with you know Asian manufacturers oh. and and dealing with you know taxes and tariffs and just all the the the, the time chain all the complications of of doing this kind of work. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, importing products is not easy, especially you know knowing the cost and you know if you don't realize how much you have to make to make things efficient from mm -hmm. a per unit cost perspective. I think that's the biggest drawback. And it's like, oh, you're a startup. That's great. You know, why don't you have 20 styles just like these other guys? And you know, I'm like, because I'm one person, I can't do it myself. You know, <laughs> it's like there's a lot of like, you know, questions about growing as a small brand that kind of um, people don't understand it. it. It's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, for manufacturing purposes, it's all about scale and efficiency. And if you can't do that, it's it's kind of hard to really overcommit to doing things. And transparently, I've learned my mistakes a couple of, you know, um, years in the past, you know, three years or so where we kind of really tried to become a little bit too big as a brand and it just didn't quite work out. Uh, kind of also watered down our message. It became something where I wasn't comfortable with is in essentially just becoming a true just skiwear manufacturer without sort of any real brand recognition. So I learned it takes a lot of pieces to the puzzle to kind of put the right formula together. I think we're getting there. I think I've gotten some really good feedback this year about kind of the way things are headed. I will say next year's collections Super exciting. It's going to be definitely a little bit of a departure from our traditional approach that we've done the last couple of years, but I think it's everyone is pretty psyched for it. I'm looking at a photo of Killington on your website. Tell me about the feeling you had when you first started going out snowboarding, wearing your own product and showing it off to people. It was really cool. Honestly, it's just one of those things where um, that was a really good moment when I actually got the first product test, my stuff back in 2017, 2018. It was like super cool to just wear something that was kind of your own brand and your own identity. But then the next cool part is seeing other people wear it too, which is also very exciting. So, you know, up in Killington, especially, we have a pretty big presence there. Um, also up in, you know, uh, all the mountains, New Hampshire, uh, we work with Gunstock quite a bit. So, you know, like they they love us. They definitely represent sort of like ethos as a New Hampshire brand uh, working with all these mountains. So it's a great feeling. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like, almost like creating like something yourself and just seeing it come to fruition. It's, it's really cool. Does now because you mentioned Gunstock, do they sell any of your products in there? They do. And do you, um, do you have a presence in any other resorts in New Hampshire or? Yeah. Um, so on our website, you can actually find a locations tab where we kind of highlight all of our uh, retail partners. So we're in about 35 retail doors right now. Um, yeah. All but one, one, we, we do sell in a store in Lake Tahoe. Uh, Kotaho style, which is pretty cool. Um, everyone else is, you know, around New England. And our goal is to really become more of a nationwide brand, have more of a presence uh, across and kind of really still representing New Hampshire and the outdoors here. That's have so you worked exciting. with any of the other um, brands in New Hampshire or have operations here um, in the outdoor industry? For example, Vocal North America is uh, their North America headquarters yes. is in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'm familiar and kind of have touch base with most of these companies around New Hampshire. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I do think as a collaborative force, it definitely could be something to look into. Um, you know, I, we do have some slight competition here in the Northeast for apparel, but it's, you know, one of those things where I think we're starting to kind of find our niche and kind of our own mm -hmm. identity as a brand too. So I do think we can kind of all pretty much coexist together in a, in a peaceful way. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Um, a lot of forces around New Hampshire that, you know, of organizations and um, outdoor industry specifically. 
have kind of really um, come together. So definitely been networking a lot with other brands and kind of talking with people internally. Uh, Nemo equipment's right around the corner from mm-hmm. us. Yep. Um, so it's been good to kind of get to know them and kind of learn more about what they do, learn from their, you know, um, trials and errors as well. So they're willing to share their stories with you and, and uh, give you some tips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's pretty friendly. It's definitely a, a good vibe. And um, there, it sounds like there's going to be an even better vibe because I think you and Nemo are going to be at the Graniteer Festival, right, this year? That's right. Yes, we will be there on uh, September 30th uh, in Franconia, Dow, Dow Field. Uh, it'll be a great event. Uh, we'll be there for our little pop-up tent and some samples of show. Uh, we're also sponsoring the fashion walk there. So you'll see some of our season products on bodies and, you know, walking around. That'd be great. That's excellent. No, and it's coming up soon. I I can't believe that it's this end of September already, but um, that's that seems like it's going to be a great event and a good one for your brand to be a part of. Yes. Uh, and we also, we will be at a Snowbound Expo in Boston, which is kind of the biggest um, customer consumer facing show mm-hmm. that we're going to go to. So in the seaport on November 3rd through the 5th, I think is the dates there. You're a busy man. <laughs> you know, it's about your, your target demographic that you're going after. Yeah, so that's like actually a really good question because it's kind of shifted a bit and sort of evolved into sort of like who we target. And, you know, to put it like, you know, generally, it really is anyone from the ages of, let's say, 20 to 50 that like experience the outdoors or honestly have to be outside for some purpose. And, you know, for me, the definition of outdoors kind of really honestly means right when you step outside your door. Yep. You're kind of exposed to the elements and the conditions there. And no matter what you do, whether you're outside on the mountain, you know, enjoying it, you know, doing activity, or you're by the seacoast dealing with it, you know, with high winds and, you know, cold temperatures. Um, essentially, the goal for Terracia, which does mean earth and solution, is that we want to make these apparel solutions that address all of these needs for the outside. Great. I love it. So, um, I, you know, because you're you're in a world where you always have to constantly be developing you know new products new collections how do you um sort of tackle that how do what do you look for when you're trying to think of new products or new collections to feature um that's a that's also a good way to kind of like segue into like our our kind of future direction um so i did hire someone um his name's vic who's kind of come on as sort of a um a general manager for me but also as a strategist so you know i think with kind of his combined knowledge coming working um at nike inc and sort of like really having that kind of bigger picture experience we're kind of really starting to flesh out sort of our future lines and collections of what makes sense um, in the past, we've always just kind of added on existing collections, which, you know, works to an extent. But I think the bigger picture is, you know, we're trying to create the Terracia system of apparel yeah. that's going to work together. And, you know, that's a bit of a teaser, but, you know, I think for 2025 and beyond, that's kind of our vision to kind of create this uh, system of apparel that works seamlessly with each other and makes sense for all these kind of different uh, conditions outside. And how big is your team in Summersworth? Um, so currently we have about um, five employees mm-hmm. at this point, um, you know, across sort of um, all different functions. Um, yeah, it's a small knit team, but we work well together. And, you know, I think we'll only be growing uh, from now on. And you're able to do what you do because you you have these great partnerships with vendors and contractors and things. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. You know, well, on the vendor side, you know, we do work with some pretty good vendors that, you know, supply products uh, or materials for our products, but also, you know, working with retailers has been a great help too. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you know, we owe a lot to sort of the um, retailers that support a small and kind of growing brand uh, promoting us over other brands that already exist and kind of really telling our story for us. So I learned my lesson to also do more marketing uh, to help them with marketing at the store level. Tell us, tell them why, give them, you know, material to tell why Terracy is special and why we stand mm -hmm. out amongst the competition. So we're putting a much bigger effort on that. And, uh, you know, obviously with Kate's help, it's been great to kind of work with on the PR communication side. That's been huge. I think just the fact is people just don't know we exist, but once they find mm -hmm. out, they're like, wow, you guys actually make some cool stuff. And, you know, it's like that kind of gets the ball rolling. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's very impressive to hear that there's only five of you doing the work of ma like major teams. So um, just props yeah. to you guys. And it looks you. like you're headed in a very positive direction. And I can't wait Appreciate to see that. more. I can't, you know, and you. to see that new collection and ev how everything will shake out for you in the next couple of years. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think honestly, you, you guys will hear a lot more about Terracia this year, you know, in the next, honestly, starting October through pretty much March, there'll be a lot of effort put into like brand awareness and, you know, really telling people why we we make some really good stuff. And, you know, beyond that too, the brand is actually being developed. So we are kind of working on crafting a narrative for the brand and mm -hmm. what, what it means and kind of putting that into a digestible message for most people to kind of see uh, at a glance, like, hey, this is what you guys are. This is what you guys stand for. This is why you guys are special. Well, I can't wait to see it. Excellent. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Eric, for joining us today. I really appreciate you telling us your story. And as you say, I know this will be not the last time we hear from you. Um, I can only wish you luck in the near future. So um, keep in touch. But thanks again for joining us. And um, thank you, Mike, as always. And to everybody listening, be well. Thanks, Amanda. Pleasure meeting you, Eric. Thank you so much. Great meeting you both as well.